Hi, and welcome back to Gut Health and Happiness with the Chuckling Goat Girls. I'm Sean Jones, got my two beautiful grown-up daughters here, Karis Colvin and Ellen Armstrong. Hey, ladies. Hello, Hello. good morning. So, how are you sleeping? This is the question everybody's talking about at the moment. Um, do you hear people talking about how badly they've been sleeping since lockdown has happened? Is this a topic you're hearing discussed? I have actually heard it more lately, or rather over the past year, than I have done in previous years. I wonder if a lot of it is to do with stress. Stress and anxiety over, you know, lockdown in general, COVID in general, um, jobs, losing your job, being on furlough, not being on furlough. I, I think there's a definite link there, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Karen, what are you hearing? Are people talking about not being able to sleep? Yeah, or being able to sleep and wake up in the middle of the night and things like that, just broken sleep. And that's something over the past couple of weeks I've been having too, with Max and my eldest is going through kind of like having night terrors and things like that. So I think, like Ellen said, it's becoming more and more of a thing now and whether or not that's due to the current situation and things as well. Um, so, yeah, people asking, you know, what can I do? Basically, mm -hmm. you know, help me. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, Care, on that uh, on that note, I think another reason why we're possibly hearing it more is because we have babies and we're in that circle of parents um, who are like, I need to sleep. I don't sleep enough or I'm up in the night, etc. So that could be another reason why we're hearing it a bit more, because we're in the circle of parenthood now. It's not just parents, though. 36% of UK adults struggle to get to sleep, at least on a weekly basis. One in five UK adults have trouble falling asleep every single night. And nearly half of the UK have trouble falling asleep at least once a month. So if you're having trouble with your sleep, you're not alone. We're, we are a nation of people right now who are all mm -hmm. struggling with this. So let's talk about solutions. What are the kind of questions that people are asking when they're phoning in, Alice, what kind of um, what kind of questions are you getting? I think the big one is how can you help me? How can Chuckling Goat help me? How how can your gut health influence your sleep? So a little bit of science in there. Your sleep cycle is completely controlled by serotonin, and ninety five percent of your serotonin is produced inside your gut. So if you destroy your gut habitat and mess up that little microbiome inside there, your gut bugs are not happy and you will not be producing serotonin, which means that you will not be sleeping well. And it also means that you will not be happy and you will not be relaxed because serotonin is the happy molecule um, and it creates this feeling of sort of well-being and contentment. So you damage that serotonin system and that's it. <laughs> All bets are out the window, no happiness, no relaxation. You're going to have anxiety, depression, and sleep disorder. So all of those things kind of go together. So what do we recommend in a case like that? What are we saying to people? So just, um, I'm just thinking about it now. I'm, I'm always trying to think about it as your gut bugs being your little buddies down there. So when you're having sleep issues, um, it's almost like messages from your inner ecosystem saying, you know, alert, alert, there's an issue and you need to repair it. Because I think people maybe don't make that connection. They're not thinking of sleep issues being a sign or a message from your microbiome, are they? No. So um, 
yeah, just kind of thinking about it as your little gut buddies down there and they're going, help me. Um, <laughs> That's a really good way to think about it. I was actually thinking recently, like, how do you know that you're gut healthy? How do you know? And I think you can ask yourself a series of questions. I'm think, I was thinking I should even do this as like a quiz um, in a blog post. So are you sleeping well? Uh, it, it, that doesn't mean you have little children who are wishing you out, but on your own, are you sleeping well? Is your mood bright? Is your energy high? Is your skin clear? Are your joints free of pain? Are your allergies under control? Um, is your digestion good? And are your bowel habits comfortable and regular? We're looking at maybe one to three times a day. And if you can say yes to all of those things, you are gut healthy. You're in good gut shape. If you say no to maybe one or two, okay, you know, you're still good. If you're picking off ooh, three, four, five, six of those things, and they're, those things are not happy, skin, energy, mood, allergy, joints, um, those are all signs that you've got something going on in your gut that needs to be addressed. And I think quite often people don't connect those dots. Yeah. You know, they, they go, oh, well, I have eczema, but I also have anxiety. And then I also have trouble sleeping. Those things are all connected. Um, yeah. And we call those symptomatic leaves of a single tree and the trunk of the tree sits in your gut. So people come in and they say, right, having all these issues, what do we do? What are we recommending these days? Um, I think, number one, okay. Well, I was gonna say, um, sing me to sleep tea. I think having a cup of nice warm tea, getting cozy just before bed, you know, that's gonna help calm and just getting in the right atmosphere as well. You know, don't have that cup of tea when, I don't know, there's, you're doing the washing up and things. It's all about when you, how you're having it as well, I think. You know, you need to get into the zone because um, that will help calm you as well. Um, it's an entire experience, isn't it? Mm, um, definitely. Definitely, you know, especially as you said, with the sing me to sleep tea and your cup of tea and you're sat there, you don't want to be surrounded by chaos. That's the last thing you need. And the Sing Me to Sleep tea, it contains valerian, right? Mm -hmm. Right. That's the magic ingredient. Valerian is really, really a potent, uh, it's called a nervine. So it really does relax your entire system. Um, I, there's also lavender in there. And then there's some anti-inflammatories and calming chamomile, things like that. So um, it's, it's potent. And mm -hmm. usually the way that I recommend people drink it is, Tara, as you said, before bedtime, Try to make yourself a little tiny spa bubble. Okay, you might not have a whole room or even a corner of the room that's a spa, but like make yourself a little tiny circle and go, this is my spa. And, and um, I like to, I love those uh, infuser teapots that we have because you put the herbs in there and then you put the hot water and you watch it, it's clear glass and you watch yeah. it infuse and that's really nice. And then I like to have something that smells good. Um, lavender again is a really nice scent for that. Uh, you guys, are you using like the scent of lavender to kind of get your bedtime routine relaxing? Hundred percent. As I mentioned, Maxen, um, with his difficulty sleeping and things, lavender. You know, he'll have a bath before bed to help calm him, and use the calm down lotion with the lavender after his bath or the soap as well, just to try and calm him basically and relax him before bed. Um, or lavender essential oils, you know, around the house and the burners and things like that as well. But definitely trying and put that lotion on his skin before bed. Yeah. I feel like it's definitely helping. Um, 
So I'm going to keep up with that 100%. And he smells nice. And he smells nice. <laughs> which is a win-win I, when you've got a little boy. <laughs> oh, yes. Lavender is gorgeous scent too. I, I love, love it. Essential oils um, in a burner and in the evening and having that sort of walk. Just, oh, it smells gorgeous. And that lotion, because it's all nice and natural, and so you can give them a little massage. You know, just do a, it doesn't have to be elaborate. You can just be a, you know, putting some cream on your arms now and kind of do some little, um, you know, massaging things. And so that can be a kind of, um, you're sending messages to the nervous system, just like as you were saying, you're sending messages to your gut bugs or getting messages from them. You know, you're sending messages to your whole system, like, okay, time to calm down now. The scent, the touch, the pace, as many of your um, senses as you can get involved, you are kind of giving yourself triggers, aren't you? You're giving yourself anchors. And sometimes we have, we default to negative anchors. So when things are stressful, you know, you're like the phone rings or the, your message beeps or, you know, you, and your system kind of goes, Ugh! and so we need to reverse that. Like, what are the, what's the, um, what are the sense, the sounds, the sensations that soothe and calm your system? So the message is, okay, stand down. It's all good. Now we're getting ready to go to sleep. That, that's so, it's funny that you should say that because I think that's definitely something that people put into action when it comes to their children. I mean, everybody makes such a big deal about the bedtime routine. Um, and it is a big deal. It's a big deal in our house. I know it's a big deal for you, Care. The whole bath, calm down lotion, um, you know, doing the essential oils, putting the oil burner on, reading a bedtime story. Why don't we do that for ourselves? The only thing I do do for myself, I do do a little bedtime skincare routine and I put the calm down lotion on my face, um, which I love. And then I put some eye cream on because I'm a mum and <laughs> these eyes are never going to look great without eye cream. So, it, but, but, you know, that's kind of like half a routine compared to what I do for Isabella. So I think uh, that's a really good point. Maybe take some tips from our kids' bedtime schedule and routine and start applying them to ours and maybe yeah. we do sleep better it's a great way to think about it i when i was um doing my group of women entrepreneurs i would always ask them the question what would it look like if you took care of yourself with the same degree of loving care that you turn on the people that you care for mm -hmm. they would all just look at me like because huh? <laughs> we don't we never do we yeah. never take care of ourselves with the same degree of loving kindness that we take yeah. care of our loved ones do we but it's Gosh, still a bias, doesn't it? Because we all need those anchors. And that's the point with the with the kids, for instance. So the massaging with the calm down lotion, they're like, okay, next is bedtime story. And after that, it's bed. You're not going to just take them up to bed and expect them to fall asleep. So it's the same for us. We're not just going to be able to lie in our bed, close our eyes, and we're gone. We need to instigate a nice routine. And that that can start with the sing me to sleep tea, the calm down lotion. I'm, I'm getting a bit excited now. I'm, I'm getting ready for my spa evening. I also, um, I also on YouTube, just type in like relaxing music and you can, you know, like in a spa and they have like water trickling mm -hmm. and that kind of music. That yeah. really helps me get sleep. And I remember trying it for the first time because I just, I was, driving myself nuts I couldn't sleep and I was like this isn't gonna work I fell asleep instantly so just like a simple meditation kind of music yeah. really helps me to kind of focus on something else rather than my worries or 
or trying to get to sleep and so relaxing that certainly is something else that helps me that's a great idea and it's free I mean YouTube is such an awesome library of things you know any kind of music or background you need at any point in the day but to use that as part of your routine and then you have something to hear something to smell something to taste uh, something to feel on your skin and you've got all your senses involved that's a really nice idea have you tried um also on youtube so free jason stevenson he does guided sleep meditation okay and again it's one of those ones it's very I don't know. I think at the start, Kat, the same as you, I was like, wow, this isn't going to work. And you do get a little bit of the giggles because it's very like, oh, you know, wonderful, wonderful, lie there, empty your mind. And you think it's not going to work. And honestly, I've never got to the end of those meditation guides. Like, I just, I'm gone. So nice. What was his name again? Jason Stevenson. Jason Stevenson. Okay. Into YouTube. Loads of sleep meditation. Oh, I'm doing it. And the other thing, of course, is. Ashwagandha. Oh, our hero. This our is just hero. an all-rounder ashwagandha, isn't it? I know. It's amazing. Now, as we talked about before, ashwagandha is great for getting rid of pathogens. It probably knocks out, oh, I don't know, five out of 14 of the common pathogens that we see in the microbiome test. But ashwagandha, the Latin name of it is Withania somnifera. Somnifera, like somnolent, you know, the, the root is sleep there. Um, and there are actual clinical trials. The, the nice thing about ashwagandha, it's been heavily tested. And so not only has it been used in the Ayurvedic tradition for thousands and thousands of years, but uh, there's a lot of Western science around it that's very good. So it's been very, very well researched. Sometimes it's hard to find clinical trials with the herbs and the herbal treatments. This one, there is a human clinical trial that found that uh, ashwagandha actually improved sleep quality and sleep onset latency, otherwise known as insomnia. <laughs> so it, it actually works. There's good science around that. Now, like anything, uh, any of these natural remedies, you can't just you know slam them and expect them to work straight away. I found ashwagandha takes hmm, three weeks or so to kick in. Is that what you guys found? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Three, three, two, three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah, you've got to take it and sort of get used to taking it, take it twice a day. I, I do it in the morning and at night. Um, and it's nice because it's, it doesn't make me, it's not like a, you know, as, as like a Tylenol PM or something like that, because it doesn't make you sleepy if you take it in the morning, but it does make you. Yeah. I was going to say maybe part of it, maybe part of improving the fact that it improves sleep is probably because it's helping to reduce your feelings of stress and anxiety during the day. Do you think that could and be that's why a lot of people well I don't know but that's perhaps a lot of the reasons why people can't sleep is because their thoughts are on something else that they're worried about or anxious about yeah. so that combats that doesn't it and then it's going to help you sleep as a result of that yeah 100% it's all about cortisol so mm. anytime you're feeling any kind of emotion it's washing through your body you know biochemicals are washing through all the time um, it's, if you can imagine it almost like colors, like we've got watercolor washes, you know, like, oh, here's a red wash and oh, here's a purple wash. And, you know, that's what's it's impacting all of your organs. They call that the liquid brain. Um, so when you've got cortisol, which is the stress hormone, it's beneficial in a lot of ways. I mean, we couldn't do without it. You know, it, it wakes you up in the morning, your cortisol levels lift, uh, your blood pressure comes up along with the light. You know, it's like, okay, time to wake up. Everything gets going. You know, you're heart starts going and your digestion starts moving, peristalsis starts uh, moving things through your body and so on. 
Um, so we need cortisol, but it can be too much. And so if you're constant, you know, if you've got tapes running in your head, and eh, what's going to happen? And oh, um, then you're then you've got sort of inappropriate amounts of cortisol through your system because it's designed to be a quick fix. It's like you know, get up and grab the the spear and fight the saber toothed tiger. You can't be on a state of alert all the time. And if you're in a state of alert all the time, it starts to really like almost eat your organs and it can cause problems all through your body. So that's what ashwagandha is so brilliant at. It's like, okay, let's all calm down. And it just takes that, it literally lowers the amount of cortisol in your body. Very safe and very well tolerated. Um, I, I don't think I've ever had anybody really complain about ashwagandha. I mean, it doesn't, no. it doesn't do everyone. Every, it doesn't work perfectly for everyone. But then again, nothing does. No. Um, but it does seem very, you know, very safe, very widely tolerated. And what's not to like? It makes you feel calm, makes you cope with stress and helps you sleep at night. Yeah, exactly. And you can take it daily. That's not one that you have to take a break from. You can just take ashwagandha every day. That's right. Yeah, we're going to talk um, at some point in the future about boosting your energy, which is, mm -hmm. you know, calming your anxiety is one thing. Boosting your energy is another thing. And for that, we do the Siberian ginseng. Siberian ginseng, which is a stimulant. It's a natural stimulant. And so you do need to take a break. Um, six weeks, eight, like six weeks on, two weeks off. Something yeah. Like, yeah. It's That'd be good. I want to talk more about that, actually. I'm looking forward to that one. I'm not, because it's one of our newest products, um, I'm not as familiar with it. So yeah. it's really good stuff. Um, it's definitely amazing, an amazing natural product. When the Russians sent astronauts up, they took the Siberian ginseng with them. Wow. They were taking it, you know. Yeah, so, it must be good. Uh, yeah, it's really good stuff. But you do need to take a break. You can't just because if you're taking it, you're like, oh, this is great, this is great. It's like coffee, you know, and you're like, okay, now you need to take a break so you don't get overly reliant on it. But it's good stuff. Um, about next week, should we try to get your dad to come on? Mm. I love that. Yes, I'd love it if dad came on. I'm sure he'd bring a lot of banter. Karen mm -hmm. and I will have to be quite thick skinned for next week, I think, if dad is there, but it'll be fun. He's got a good it'll be a laugh. It would, it would, and he can talk about the farm. Um, because I know people are interested in like what else is going on behind the scenes, and of course, we are amazing and fascinating, but there's other <laughs> things going on as well. Um, where we've got a, another farm uh, up the road it's quite derelict and he's working up there he's got his rare breed sheep that he's working on um, so there's a lot of interesting things I think we'll we'll talk to him and see if we can lure him into coming on next week um, I'm sure we can convince him and it would be fun to have some other people from around the farm too some other we should have some other guests what, what, other, what other guests should we have loads of people on live chat constantly asking like oh how are the goats or oh, what are the goats doing? oh I bet the goats are enjoying the sunshine or oh, what do you feed the goats and I just think that's the thing people love the fact love the animals so to try and get Jordan or someone on that is constantly with the animals to give us a bit of an insight in the day of a goat kind of thing um I think people will love that that's a great idea all right we'll ask Jordan see if we can pull her in here who else can we get? What about Claudia working in the soapery? People well, might, I, well, I like to think people might be interested in the process of the skincare, you know, how we make the skincare, what's what's going on in the soapery. Um, 
yeah, all the essential oils, all the different herbs that we might use. That could That's be great. Cool. Yeah, we it's like giving people a sneak peek, like behind the scenes, to let them go yeah. what's going on. And, and that's what people love, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, we could get Yeston in. Um, he's the head of the dairy. And I don't think people realize how, you know, the grains, the keeper grains are living things. That's what's quite special about what we do. It's not manufacturing, like adding a powder. Those grains are living things. And Yeston, I have literally seen him in tears as he sometimes he has to dispose of them. He cries. <laughs> and he'll admit it he's a, he's a hard man yesterday but he's he's attached to those grains and they play the music mm. and they talk to them and uh, they get quite attached to the grains in the dairy yeah. the thing, thing. I, I switched the radio off one evening this was years ago because i thought that someone had left it on um, and i was the last one to leave work and i switched the radio off and it was just it was not good like nobody was happy with me the next day i like the grains didn't have music to listen to in the evening <laughs> no music Sorry. The grains do not want to get bored. Well, it, it's a very interesting thing um, and how the people who work in the dairy do actually, they establish a relationship with the grains. Yeah. I can't explain it, but I've seen it happen over and over. <laughs> and interestingly, like people who don't aren't happy there. People who work in the dairy and establish a relationship with the grains, they stick there and they stay there for ages. <clears throat> and if they don't get it, then they leave. And it's like, yeah, no, this isn't for me. That's <laughs> thing, a relationship with microbiological things is too, too weird for me. Um, but yeah, it's much more an art than a science, which I kind of love about it. So that would be fun. Let's see if we can get some uh, members of the team to come and talk about what they do here. Because I guess the other unique thing is we are end to end. I don't know if everybody realizes that. Everything mm -hmm. we do here, we make it, except with the exception of the teapots. Yeah, yeah, we don't make the teapots. No, we don't make the teapot. Wouldn't it be cool if we did though? We, like if we had like ceramic glass now. Yeah, <laughs> glass blowers blowing. No, we don't make the teapots, but we do make the soap. We make the lotion. We make teas. Uh, we make the kefir. We make it all right here, and uh, with with a relatively small team. I think we have about twenty two people on staff now. Yeah, and that's including you know, taking care of the goats and mucking out the stalls and like doing all the kind of work. So we should- and in, the, and in like, you know, the old sheds and things like that, the dad's renovated. I don't think people quite understand that as well. You know, like there's part where Jordan makes the, the um, prebiotic and things like that. I don't think people are aware of that. I think they think, oh, it must be a massive warehousey building or something. So I think people really enjoy that getting getting a snapshot of, of what goes on definitely yeah, yeah that's true we have the, the little stone barn across there and it's all it's just little tiny rooms in an old stone barn there is no there is no broad span the the um workshop up top is where you are care and mm -hmm. we do have you know we've got good broadband we've got computers and things like that but it's you know it's not uh, massive it's definitely not a warehouse it's all very it's all quite human scale mm. Yeah. All right. Cool. Okay. Well, we'll um, that's a plan then. We'll see if we can get Rich to come on for next week. Mm -hmm. And do we have any uh, recipes? Yeah, this is one I cook a lot for the babies, especially. Um, and it's, again, a really quick and easy one that you can throw together in a matter of minutes. So I like to try and use as much leftovers as possible, you know, be that 
vegetables or meat as well. So it's a quinoa egg vegetable dish. Um, so I pre-cook the quinoa and then you can add pretty much any vegetables that you have left over that are steamed or roasted. I like roasted vegetables. I really love roasted vegetables. So mm -hmm. peppers, courgettes, carrots, broccoli, onions, garlic. Um, fry the onions and garlic, add the cooked quinoa, add the vegetables. And then just to give it a bit of um, flavor, I use fermented soy, soy sauce, and oh, it's lush. And then some, I stack one to two eggs, depending on how, how much rice, uh, how much quinoa I use, and it's just delicious. And the kids love it as well. They demolish it. So I suppose it's like an egg fried rice, but more fibrous. Yeah, quinoa. I suppose you could use any grains, really, whichever, whatever you fancied. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you had buckwheat groats or something. You could soak those the night before and then just boil them until they're soft. It, it, any kind of grain could go in there. That's a great idea. You know, we're a mixture of grains. Yeah. Oh, what I'm doing that I really, really like, <clears throat> I'm growing um, my own chard and kale in my dome uh, and they've just gotten big enough. So I'm sort of, I'm just clipping off a few leaves. I'm cutting them into strips and then I'm making some miso. Have you guys, do you guys have miso at all? I um, you can, you get a jar of it and it's kind of like a paste and you yeah. just one spoon out and put it in some hot water. I, I'm a fan of Japanese food. I love sushi coming from California. So I, and me, you all quite often have miso with sushi. And of course the miso is fermented soy. So it's really, mm. um, and so then you throw the chopped up kale and chard into the miso and just wilt it because it's, those vegetables are high in oxalates. And so it can be good to sort of cook those things down a little bit rather than eating them raw. Mm -hmm. uh, do that in preference to putting them into a smoothie because you don't want to get too many oxalates going. Um, wilt them down. And then I put it in my little blender that I use for my kefir smoothie, blend it up and put some uh, little scoop of yogurt in there. And it is like a creamy, tangy, salty vegetable broth soup thing. That's nice. It's yeah. a really good way to, I, I'm not, I have to say, I struggle with my veg. So I'm not someone who can just eat masses of, you know, boiled spinach because I, I don't like the slimy texture. So I have to like blend it up with something to make it um, into a soup, basically is how I like to have it. But I've been having that for my lunch. And the other thing I've been putting into that is zero noodles. Anybody yeah, I've heard of zero noodles. Mm. I have tried them actually. I've tried them. And so they have the konjac flour. Uh, which is a glucomannan uh, prebiotic and they are really filling and very low cal not i'm particularly not calories but it, it is it's a prebiotic and so it's high fiber so i'm into that so you put those in there and then you got you know like a noodle soup nice i suppose you could add any other kind of veg if you wanted to it can be like some sweet corn or whatever really yeah corn would be good in it um little like grated carrot would be really nice i tell you even recipe, this would be really nice as like a salad dressing because uh, you've got the you know you've got the yogurt the miso the saltiness oh that's a good idea that would be if you just made it a bit thicker and uh -huh. didn't add so much water or you know whatever you could make it a little bit thicker and have it as a dressing that's, that's a great good. idea yeah oh i have to try that okay hey nice experimentation like it <laughs>
Okay, ladies. Well, look, thanks for joining. And uh, we will look forward to talking to you next week in the upcoming episode of Gut Health and Happiness with Chuckling Goat Girls. And from now until then, have a gut healthy week. See you guys later. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.